Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. So what you are declaring and calling as though it were, in you need the word for it to be brought to life. Do you get what we say there? We'll get to this. First John here. Chapter 5. And verse 14. This is the confidence that we have in him. Which means that this is the confidence. The one thing in Christ, here is our confidence. Somebody tells you that you cannot make it. This is the confidence that you have in him. That if we ask, not that, anything. Alright? If you ask for what? Anything. So we are saying that you can ask for anything. But that now tells us if you ask for anything according to his what? Will. Now, when he says according to his will, what he's saying is according to his plan concerning making a request. So, if you're asking for something, God simply is saying, if you follow my plan for prayer, how this thing really works. If you ask in accordance, for example, if, you know, this camera now, we bought the camera, and with the camera comes the manual. The manual is the will of the maker of that camera, what the camera should really do. Which means if you want to get the best out of the camera, then you study the manual and then you use the camera according to the will of the manufacturer. Therefore, it says when you come to pray about anything, this is the confidence, all right? That if you ask according to the instruction of the manufacturer of life, this is the confidence that we have in him, that he will do what? Hear us. And someone do that. And once we know that he hears us, we know that once he hears us, whatsoever we ask. So there is the whatsoever, and then there is the anything, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired. Not that he desired, but that we have desired. So we are asking for anything, and we are asking for whatsoever. And the condition is that we truly desire it inside our hearts. And he says if we ask in accordance with his will or his instruction concerning that, he says that, then we will. Alright, so the laid down procedure. And this one we'll look at. Alright, he heareth us and we know that we have those things. The scripture tells us in, we know this, Mark eleven twenty four. Alright, that when a person, you know, prays and you've got to get this in your spirit. That once I ask God for anything according to his will, he hears me. Which means, once you go to God and you ask him that I want this, but I want it in accordance with your own will here, I'm coming up, I'm coming in accordance with your will here, you know that God hears you, and that once God hears you, that you have those things that you desire of him. But Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire, that when you pray, that believe that you have received them 
and that you shall have them. Therefore, God wants us first and foremost to understand that whosoever cometh unto him must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if you come up to God and ask for a job, you must understand that once you go up to him and say, Father, I'm asking for this in accordance with your own will, that God has heard you, and that you have those things that you have desired of him. If you say that out of your lips, God, I want to get married and I'm asking you for a life partner, and I'm asking in accordance to your will, we'll see this, you must come up and know that God has heard me, and I have those things that I desire of him. So if you ask for a job, you will find out that the job you will eventually get will be the very thing that you desire inside your heart. If you ask for a life partner, the person that will show up will be the very person once you ask in accordance with the will. So you have got to understand that that this is the point, that God hears you and that you have those things that you have asked him for. You can't go up to God, I know, and pray unto him and think that God did not hear. God has heard you, that's the first thing, and that you have those things that you desire of him. Now the issue is people, when they pray, don't understand the process. But God says, number one, here is the first place I want to see your trust. I want to see you come up, that's why Paul said, make your request known with thanksgiving. I want to see you pray, and I want to see you know on the inside that God has heard me, and therefore I have what I have asked him for. Because God will only go to work in the life of a person over a matter when that person believes they have received what they asked for. It is after you believe that God heard you, that is when God now begins to go to work. You must believe on the inside of yourself, alright, that God has heard you, and then now God begins. And so we see Jonah. Jonah said, if you observe lying vanities, you forsake your own mercy. While Jonah was in the belly of a whale, without any sign of deliverance, Jonah sacrificed. He ignored the lying vanities. Your situation can be worse than Jonah. Inside the belly of the well, Jonah said, I've discovered something. That whosoever, remember we said first day, a man that obtains mercy, what has he found? God opens up the word unto that man. We saw that. Alright? When you obtain mercy, then God shows you the promise. And Jonah was saying, nobody will hear God. Because God spoke to the fish. And Jonah said, the word of God will not come to any person concerning any matter if that person observes lying vanities and takes the circumstantial evidence to be stronger than the covenant that God has given to you. And inside the belly of the whale, Jonah said, I discovered that don't observe lying vanities. 
that God is not lying. It is the things around you that are trying to lie to you. The circumstances are the ones telling a lie. God is not lying. Alright? His word is what is true. Therefore, right there he said, I will offer, alright, a sacrifice. Without any sign of deliverance, Jonah offered a sacrifice unto God with a voice of thanksgiving and praise when there was no visible evidence that God had heard his prayer, alright, God had heard his prayer and God had answered his prayer. So the first thing is, without any visible evidence of the fact that God has heard the prayer and God has answered the prayer apart from the word of God that tells you that whosoever cometh unto God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You offer up the prayer unto him and you go with a voice of thanksgiving and praise saying that God have come here with a sacrifice of thanksgiving that you have heard. This prayer that I've offered up unto you. Because when you forsake, alright, mercy, it is not God that refuses to show mercy. It is men that forsake the mercy God has shown. So when we come up to the throne of grace, God is showing mercy. But people, by taking into cognizance and looking at the outward appearances and allowing the situation to govern them, they forsake the mercy that God has provided. So God shows mercy unto an individual. Once you pray, believe. There's a starting point that God has heard me, alright, and therefore I have this thing that I've asked. Now the reason why many people don't have results is because they demonstrate. They don't demonstrate their belief in the fact that God heard their prayer. They don't demonstrate that belief in the fact that God has heard my prayer. You must demonstrate if you have asked for a job, God has given you that job. If you have asked, alright, that God grants you, alright, more things in your business, God has given you more things in your business. If you asked God and went to him in prayer and made him your source, and that I will cleave unto the Lord, and I have turned unto him, and I have come to you, God, and I have asked for more, you know, love and peace and wholeness inside my marriage, God has granted that unto you. So because people don't demonstrate their belief, alright, this is the first reason why they don't get results. Believing that God has already heard a prayer, before the blessing is manifest, is the good soil upon which God is about to sow the seed. Which means that God is the one that comes to sow the seed. We've spoken about the seed that is the word of God. But the good soil is the manner that before the word of God comes unto him, he has offered up his prayer unto God, and that individual believes that they have received it, and therefore they open up their hands, and they are thanking God for the fulfillment of that particular thing. And that is the good ground. Where God constantly hears. Remember Paul said, when I heard of your faith, alright, which means I heard your voice of thanksgiving unto God for certain things that you are not yet seeing in your life. And in this kind of prayer, you pray this one once, which means on this particular day I've asked you God for this particular thing and this is demonstration of belief. You don't even have to pray in tongues over this one. You kneel down and tell God, I am asking you in the name of Jesus Christ 
for this particular thing. I believe, and you can write it down and put the date there and assign it and then leave a line and say, God, you two have signed it in an invisible way, but the day the revelation comes, it's the day of your own signature, but I've signed it here on the 23rd of March 2011, and I'm going to say this before we go, the law of breakthrough, I have received this particular thing. And I want everybody to do this tonight. You follow what I'm saying here? So this faith seminar is not theoretical, but in two weeks, in three weeks, in four weeks, in six weeks, in six months, you'll come out and say this is the tangible result. Because what we are preaching is the truth. Are you following what I'm saying here? This is not calling the device fable. This is the truth. So you write it down. We're not saying don't pray in tongues. All right? People were getting results. There's a place for praying in tongues. All right? Billy Graham, they don't pray in tongues until it was in 1980 something. Okay, even then, and it was so with your mouth, articulate it. A lot of people don't even know the word they get because everything is just you know, they don't even whether it's faith or unbelief. You know, something. So be conscious here. Are you following what I'm saying here? All right, and then write it down and say, This is my petition, Lord. I am asking you for this in accordance. I'll show you what that's current way will it. In accordance. The first starting point about in accordance with his will, alright, is that you believe that moment and you sign it. I have received. Okay? I have received. So long as it doesn't violate the moral government of God, neither does it violate the will of your fellow man. Which means you are not trespassing because you can't enter into somebody's life without that person allowing you into their life. Are you from that to trespass? Trespassing means that somebody that owns a property, all right, you enter into the place you are true. When the Bible says trespassing, it means you are violating the will of somebody else. Therefore, what we are saying here is that you cannot violate the will of somebody, and it mustn't. You can't say that God, I'm asking you that you know, um, um, I'm asking you that um, um, these sixty people will will fall down and die in order for me to... You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't violate the moral government of God, okay? And it doesn't, all right, violate the will of somebody else. So once you ask, write that down and sign it at that particular point in time. If you want to go deeper about it, sit down there and cut a covenant with God through communion and sit down on the table and bring out the bread and wine and say, God, we are coming into a covenant like way Abraham came into a covenant with you, and I'm doing this to make, it on, to make you know that we are, there's no turning back at this particular point. I remember when I was struggling in ministry. I keep saying this story, and it's good to keep saying this story, right? Struggling in ministry, and I will preach, and I will preach. And you always think you are practicing faith. Well, you just might have missed it, all right? You just might have missed certain basic laws, all right? There's some people that, you know, are praying about certain things, and they don't even yet believe God has heard their prayer. This is the truth of the matter. Every day they go and pray, it's as though God has not heard. It's as though God this morning now, and what are they saying? The reason why they are saying God has not heard is because they don't have a manifestation. This is what they are saying. All right? Because they don't have the manifestation, they say, God has not a head. Let's go up to God and pray. All right? And I remember once I said this, I walked inside um, a Kenneth Copeland meeting. All right? It was Dr. Creflo Dollar. And Copeland was preaching. And he said to all the ushers, shut the doors. And there were about 2,000 ministers there that day. And he said, I want to give you the perfect law of breakthrough. He said, I want to show you. And I spoke about this. He said, he had an ailment his body carried for years. And I sat down there wondering that, why didn't it work? 
And he said he was praying in the spirit. When the thing wasn't going, he would pray in the spirit that God, what's going on? And every time he would pray in the spirit, the face of Kenneth Hagin would come up in a particular teaching that he always used to do in a camp meeting. And the face of Hagin would come up. And you would see Hagin talk about, and every year, and this is where faith was. Some people would go to a meeting and say, oh, they're saying the same thing, I'm going. Listen, every year, every year, Kenneth Hagin would always teach. In fact, they said of him that if you listen to Kenneth Hagin's message in camp meeting one night in 1987 and you listen to the same day in 1988, it was exactly the same. You could have swapped the tapes and you wouldn't have known the difference. Same examples, same jokes, same everything. It's not because they can't say something new. It's because they understand that it cannot work without repetition. There are a lot of people, all right, feel that I have heard. He said once he went to preach in a particular pastor's church, all right, and the wife of that pastor had just died. And there was like a dark cloud over. And he said, God, what should I preach? And God said, teach on faith. And he said, this is the ninth time I'm coming here. And this is the ninth time I'm teaching faith. He said, but he wanted to go. God said, teach faith. And he went back and said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And then he said, faith is always in the past tense. And when he finished and defined what faith and hope was, the pastor's eyes brightened and it looked like a cloud went over the church. They said, we saw where we missed it. We kept saying God was going to heal her. God was going to heal her. We never called into existence those things that be not as though they were. Now we have found from the same message that he was preaching. Are you following me? And when I went in there, I saw Copeland. And Copeland said, talking, he said, shut the doors. And he said, look, I carry this thing. I quickly run through this. And Hagen there, he said, he kept praying and he would see Hagen and he would teach on this. Alright? And that he kept pushing it away but just kept praying that one day again his wife came into the car and put the tape off. They just concluded Hagen's meeting that year. And he said, Hagen went back to that story and he said, God, you must be telling me something. And inside the story there, I want to hear that. He said there was a woman there, Hagen was laying hands on people, the healing anointing people were getting up and getting healed. He got to a woman in the wheelchair and the woman was there and said, the healing anointing lifted off him. And he said, the healing anointing is off. I don't know why the healing anointing is off me, but you can get healed by another method called faith. And he opened to Second Peter and said, First Peter chapter 2, 23. He said, what does this scripture say? By his stripes, are you going to be healed or you are healed? He said, and the woman looked at it and her eyes brightened up after some time. I said, by his stripes. And she put up her hand. I said, thanking God. Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I remember the days I used to come into meetings like this on the wheelchair and she was still on the wheelchair. I want to thank you. I thank you because I remember when I was a liability to my husband. Now, I am cooking for him. And she was thanking God while she was on the wheelchair, calling into existence those things that be not as though they were. And she got off the wheelchair and walked off and the entire place exploded. And God told Copeland he said, you have been saying I will heal you for years. You have not called it into existence in this particular way. But here is the point that I want to bring out. He now told us that this is what he did. He now sat down and started praying and said, the believers convention was going to be in about two weeks time. So he set that day, which means let's say 5th of August, at the day where he will draw the line. And he said on that day he walked into the meeting, he still had the pain in his back, and he called Dr. Creflo Dollar, called Jesse Duplantis, called Jerry Savell, and knelt down and said, I want all you people to lay hands on me today because I'm holding God here that on this day, I want to cross the line here. This is the last day, he said. After they prayed for him, he stood up and said, God, I believe I have received my healing. And from the 5th of August, I shall never speak about this thing as though you are going to do it. From this moment, I will speak about it as though it is done. And what we are saying is that that thing that you have prayed about, today when you get back, write it down and sign. I shall no longer talk about this as though you are going to do it. No statement will ever come out of my 
lips regardless of the pressure that is on me to say that you know I am looking and I am hoping that God I will always call this thing into existence as though it were alright even if I am going to be embarrassed I will talk as though you have done it for I will always honor you that you might do what honor me in return and he said after he did that then what we are saying is that once you do that then you have created your heart and made it the good ground for the seed of the word of God all right to now come in so the attitude of faith is what will draw that revelation to you it is before you have experienced all right or conscious of any change at all that you rejoice in the fact that God has already done it before you experience or you come into any form of consciousness that there is any change within your life, the voice of thanksgiving must go out before God. Your confession must be there and the rejoicing of that hope firm unto the end. So, I wrote here that you can practice asking him, believing he heard and receiving it, alright, and let and then let him work within your life. So long as you do not violate the moral government of service of God or violate the will of others, these things will come to pass. Alright? Now, the only purpose, and let me just say this here. If you study it well, this is what I was going to tell you. People that say that they believe that they have received. This is what I'm about to tell you. And show how strong prayer is. People that say we believe we have received from God. And they pray it and say, we believe we have received. Without even getting the revelation of God's word, can force the hand of God to move. What it just means is that without revelation, there won't be a calling, neither will there be a purpose in the result. You remember, alright, giving examples here, about the men that asked and made their request after their own what? Desires. Of what they wanted to eat. Alright? And they said, we believe that we have received. God sent it to them, but at the same time sent leanness to their soul. And they envied Moses and what? Aaron, because you receive with meekness the engrafted word of God that is able to save your soul. So if you get it without the word, alright, there's no purpose. Remember, they asked for a king. And once you believe you have received it, God responds to that particular person. They eventually got the king. But you see, it was without the word of God. So believing that you have received is a very important thing. You know that once you do that, all right, you have actually registered that request in the heart of God and results are actually going to come. So for your prayer, therefore, to register in the heart of God, the past tense language of God must be employed. You have to talk about it as though it is done. And then you rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Alright? Now, the second thing we now said is that when you want to do it the right way, then you go up and you believe you can pray over it. But this form of prayer is not that you are asking God to do it. You go up and thank him that, Father, I want to thank you. Alright? Because I already have this job in this city. And this job has brought this and there's your confession. You have written out concerning that that is signed and you declare that. And then you now want to pray that God will open up the eyes of your understanding so that you will find inside the word of God where this particular thing really is. And if you do that, then God comes through. Let's just quickly look at Isaiah 61 verse 8. Three scriptures here. Isaiah 61 and verse 8. 
He says, I the Lord, I love judgment, remember, trust in the Lord in all your heart, lay not your own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will do what? Direct your path. So I the Lord, I love judgment, hate robbery for bond offering, I will direct their work in truth and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. This podcast is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.